So your greatness, Lord, none can fathom. I pray that you would uh, give us revelation and wisdom today to fathom a bit more deeply who you are and how great you are and how, oh, how marvelous you are, Jesus. And so, Father, just elevate our view of your church, of our relationship to you. And Jesus, I pray that your word, which is beautiful, which reproves and corrects your word, which trains us in righteousness, God, I pray that your word would meet us. And God, I pray it would transform us more into your image. And it's for Jesus' sake and his glory that we pray and we hold fast, that we hope and we are convicted, that we are impassioned and we are expectant. It's in that name of Jesus, that great name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so over um, the next few weeks, this is, this is my singular prayer. And, and I just want to introduce that today and read some scripture to you. Um, my singular prayer is that we will have a higher view of what God is doing in his church because we have a glorious view of who Jesus is. And that we will um, have expectation for the church of Jesus Christ that, um, that meets the expectations of the New Testament church. And that is an extraordinary joy of ours. I, um, I would like to read just a sentence, if you can walk out with this in your heart, and then I will follow it up with Scripture. There's no greater honor on earth than to be a part of the church of Jesus Christ. There's no greater honor on this planet, and I'm not sure that we, um, that we would agree with that in our actions on a daily basis or um, where we give ourselves in the thrones of our life. But I want to state this as biblical fact and reality. It's not up for conjecture or debate. There's no greater honor on this earth than to be a part of the movement of Jesus Christ called his church. Paul wrote it this way when he was describing the church in the book of Ephesians, the fifth chapter. He was um, talking about our relationships and marriage. And he said, if you're not understanding this, this is a glorious mystery, this thing called the church. It is a beautiful and glorious mystery. It is moving and living and breathing among you. We are members of the body of Christ. The mystery is profound. And I am saying that as I describe your relationship as husband and wife, I'm really talking about the church. And I, I don't know about you, but I love glorious mysteries. I, I've enjoyed every component of the worship experience today. More importantly, I've kind of settled in to the wonder of God. I mean, who knew, who knew that we would um, sit in a moment when we said as a missions team and as a church, we're just going to be able to send some resources and we have no clue what they're going to do. Who knew we would meet Junior Martinez and um, his daughter uh, Joyce and his son Dylan? Who knew that we would stand with them and he said, thank you for allowing water to abate from our house. I, I like the mystery of what God does at times. Who knows? Who knows as we talk about six beautiful little feet? I mean, I'm just sitting in this morning recognizing, are are we understanding what it's a part of to be a part of the church of Jesus Christ? Because there's no greater privilege or greater mystery on the planet. I mean, do you not watch these couples and look at the babies in the room and wonder? I mean, I just, I do. I just sit and wonder. I wonder where those feet will go because they have been dedicated into the heart of the church. And because more important, one day prayerfully those feet will walk into relationship with Jesus and Jesus will carry those beautiful feet to unbeknownst places right now. I feel like I'm sitting in a glorious mystery this morning. 
When I, when I sit in this mystery and I glance over and I just consider, you know, the marbles, I, I don't just take this one out and think, oh, it's pretty, it's ruby, it's neat. I wonder what God will do in the hearts and lives of his children, his people, us, as we begin to wrestle with this truth and reality from Ephesians 1, 1 through 14. There is no greater joy, privilege, honor, glory, hope, possibility than on this planet than being a part of the church of Jesus Christ. I, mean, I, I love mystery. I was, I was sitting thinking of, you know, my goofy illustrations and thoughts about this. And, and I could really run for the mystery of, of, um, of what it means to be a part of, of uh, Christmas. You know, holding, I wanted to hold a package in my hand in that moment and just kind of, I, I can't wait. I'll tear into it. It carries over a month of my life of just celebrating the mystery of that. Don't you love wonder? Mystery, like kind of like, what are you going to do, God? Here's the description of the church. It is a glorious mystery of which you're a member. And it's a glorious mystery. They're saying it's this Christ. It is his church. There's no telling what he might do among us. And I, I'm just praying this. I'm praying this over the next six weeks that we will have a higher view and more robust expectancy for the church of Jesus Christ because we are, after all, the church of Jesus Christ. And he, he wants to live and breathe among us and he wants to move. I mean, what if there are those around us saw, what if greater Mandarin, if you will, saw a group of people, and these are all biblical descriptions of the church, so this isn't a nice homiletic moment, this is scripture, and again, when we're speaking scripture, this is God speaking to us. And so what if those around us looked into the body of believers called Mandarin and they just experienced inexpressible joy? That's church. What if, what if they just walked in among us and there was a peace that was just clear among us that surpasses under, under, that surpasses understanding and it, there's like a guard of our heart. And we're, we're just about the things of Jesus because we walk in this beauty and wonder of God. What if they walked among the people who were always giving thanks? Like, this was just Thanksgiving every week here. Every weekend we together, we're walking around going, man, I am so thankful for this. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so beautifully and wonderfully rejoicing in that. I, I, we had a party at our house Friday night, I think it was. I don't remember. Friday or Saturday. I, I love when people sell possessions to serve one another or sacrifice possessions. And I, I experienced that glorious mystery as a part of the church of Jesus on Friday night with our small group. And I, what if people walked in and experienced inexpressible joy, glorious peace, unbelievable expectancy, sacrificial wonder among the body of believers? I don't, my wife had some cheesy saying this morning, I don't remember what it was, but it was essentially, I mean, just what if we poured ourselves out for the sake of others? Because in deep, I don't, how did you say it? In making ourselves poor, Empty pockets make full hearts. What if we just live Friday night as the norm? See, sir, hers is better than mine. She's got it going on. Keep preaching, Susan. Come on up. And so I, I just see this in the early church. Who wouldn't be undone by a group who rejoiced nonstop, never complained, always gave thanks, and shared their possessions? Can I just say that again? Because I said it pretty fast, and you should probably hear it. There's no greater honor on earth than being a part of the church of Jesus Christ. And who, who around us wouldn't be undone if Jesus is among us? This will be the character quality of who we are. Who wouldn't be undone by a group who rejoiced nonstop, never complained? We're always thankful. 
and share their possessions. They had empty hearts and wait. Empty pockets, open hearts. This sounds good. This sounds like the early church. But I was, um, re- Matt and I are reading a book together um, called Letters to the Church. It's by Francis Chan. I highly recommend it. Um, I, I, he just threw in some ministry stats that moved me because I think we want to hear this and hear this expectancy and to say, yeah, that's good. Praise the Lord. It's not happening today. That was an ax movement. And here's, here's just some things that I've run across. Um, I mean, if you would spend a little bit of time, if you and I could just jump on a plane, spend a little bit of time in Latin America, a little bit of time in Asia, a little bit of time in China, which is Asia. If you would just kind of go over that way and spend some time, here's what you would hear. Here's one. I, Three examples that were shared. In a closed nation in Africa, a missionary said that it took them 30 years to plant four churches. In the last nine months, 65 churches have been planted because of the work of Christ, because they are believing and sitting in the midst of that saying, we believe we're a part. This is today. This is the relevance of a joyous, infectious, contagious. We believe we're a part of the church of Jesus. We can't imagine any other thing. The second one that I read, Chinese believers reported 236 new churches in a single month among them. Here's another report that came in. In one year, in one province among the church in China, they reported 15,000 new churches and 160,000 new brothers and sisters in Christ this past year. We would probably right now, if we were a part of a contagious element of believers, first of all celebrate that 160,000 new believers in a province in China was pretty exciting and immediately turn to the Holy Spirit and say, it appears that 250,000 have moved within a three-mile radius of us in the last 25 years. We should see 160,000 of them come to know Christ in the next year. Why not? We're part of the church. Of Jesus Christ, the church of inexpressible joy, a church of contagious wonder, a church that believes that the gospel of Christ is the heartbeat of who we are. Why would we not immediately say, if God, you can move in your spirit and your power in China, then you can move in this way here in Mandarin. After all, we're kind of Chinese in our name. <laughs> Bring it, Lord. Do your thing. If you, yeah, I won't, yeah. This one was very personal for me, and I'll just try not to weep over this. But after centuries of hostility, many Central Asian Muslims are embracing the gospel. Um, We spent in and out five years in Uzbekistan and in Kazakhstan, which um, most Uzbeks who follow Jesus have been pushed out to that nation because it is now closed off governmentally. In Kazakhstan in the last year, 13,000 Kazakhs came to faith. Uh, When we first became affiliated with that ministry about 12 years ago, there were two identified believers in both of those nations. They worship in 300 churches that are gathering today, right now. This, it is the greatest honor on the planet to be a part of the church of Jesus Christ. It is the greatest and most glorious mystery to be a part of the church of Jesus Christ. And if we would check out of the things that distract us for a season and check into this glorious mystery that God is unfolding, we would check into a God who is moving in spirit and in power. And here's, here's what I would say to you, and I want to just read some scripture to you and just, just in Ephesians, the first Chapter verse 4 is the heartbeat verse of today. And I just want to read it and ask you to do with it what you will. For what what um, Lauren said earlier is 
chapter 1 of the book of Ephesians, verses 1 through 14, are personal. They're redemptive. They are powerful. They should leave us undone before Jesus. But those verses aren't talking about our personal relationship with Jesus. They're talking about our corporate unity around the cross. Because when he rolls out to verses 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20, he starts to pray that all of us will get it. And then in verse 21, 22, 23, 24, he starts to get pretty robustly excited because the church is going to magnify as we come together around the beauty and wonder of what God has done. The church is going to magnify in incalculable manner the glory and wonder and power of Christ. And there is no greater honor on this planet than to share life with fellow believers who understand the power of statements like this. For God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. And here is the purpose for which he chose us, to be holy and blameless before him and in him. We are to be holy and blameless in the love of God in Christ, and that is before him in Jesus Christ for the sake of his glory. That is Ephesians 1 verse 4. There's no greater honor than to be a part of the church of Christ who is holy and blameless before God and who are chosen by God for the display of his glory. I just would like for you to settle that and maybe pause and worship for a little bit. Feel free to check out for me for a little bit. I brought my favorite piece that is, um, that is my place of wonder. This is my greatest mystery. I love journals. I just bought this one. Um, when we were in Haiti, it's from a second story goods because God is always writing second stories. So even if I can buy a journal, it's going to reshape the story of another person because they are, um, they are, they are forging this so that they can have food for their table and, and the food of hope of the gospel. And I love a journal because right now there is nothing in it. And when I begin to journal, there's this glorious mystery that I have no idea what God is going to unfold. So like Christmas presents are good. Marbles are good. I love journals. And one day, my kids, I'm going to like go be with Jesus and they're going to be digging around through our stuff and they'll find so many journals. And I just want them to delve in to the spiritual journey of the mystery of God. And they're going to be looking at varying journals going, that was 1994. This is 2007. Here's Jesus walking with us. Here's what it looks like. And if you were writing in your journal right now, I'd love for you to pause and wrestle with that truth and that reality. Oh, holy God, what does it mean for me to ask you to lead me to being holy and blameless before you? God, what does it mean for you to just draw me into that relationship? Because here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to wrestle with today. Here's what I'm going to pray through because your scripture says this of me. I, I'm going to wrestle with this truth that Mark keeps saying. It's important for us to understand that there's no greater honor on this planet than to be a part of the church. But there's something more powerful in scripture than his words. God, you chose me for this. Before the foundation of the world, you chose me for this purpose, for such a time as this, in this area, for the sake of the gospel, you chose me. Glory to you, God. And so how am I, how am I stewarding this, this choice to be, God, holy and blameless? There's this scripture in the Old Testament in 2 Chronicles 7. If you want to wrestle with what it means to be holy and blameless, just listen to this. When Solomon finished praying... Fire descended from heaven. So first of all, they built this temple. They sacrificed greatly and empty pockets were full hearts. They sacrificed greatly for this temple for the sake of God's glory. 
And when they had finished building the temple, they dedicated it. And when Solomon stood up to pray, I would ex- like this experience as a, as a pastor. I'd like to be a part of you just sitting among you and have this happen. As he stood to pray at the, over the work of their hands and the rejoicing of their hearts, fire descended from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Woo! The, the priests, I mean, he quit preaching. You could amen that. They, w- they never would have in that moment, though. You couldn't enter in because the glory of the Lord filled the temple. All the Israelites were watching when the fire descended and the glory of the Lord came on the temple. And they bowed on their pavement and their faces were to the ground. They worshiped and praised. And here's what they began to sing. He is good. His faithful love endures forever. And the king and all the people, here's their, here's their, they started emptying their pockets. And they started lifting up their hearts for the king of glory. And they were offering sacrifices in his presence. If you're curious what it looks like to have the work of your hand held out to the heart of God. If you're curious about what it looks like to be holy and blameless before the Lord. It would simply be us getting together, looking at one another and saying, There's no greater privilege on this planet than to be a part of the church of Jesus Christ. And therefore, there's no more important stewardship on this planet than we look at each other and we hold out trembling hands and we say before the Lord, here is the work of our hands. And all that God would find you to be pure, holy, and blameless. And all that the Lord would fall in fire and in spirit and in presence. And unless you just kind of want to relegate that to the New Test- an Old Testament story, just venture over to Acts the second chapter, find a group of believers who were passionately praying and saying to God, there's no greater joy than to start your church. I'm praying over the next five weeks, six weeks, that we in this room will have a higher view of the calling of God and the power and wonder of his church. And I I don't say this lightly. So if you can take one more step with me, I mean, what would be your reaction? I mean, seriously, just ponder this. You are faithfully God willing as a follower of Jesus, stewarding some ministry or mission for the sake of his glory, you should be. You are faithfully saying, God, how, to quote Nehemiah, what wall am I on that I cannot come down? What would it be like for you? And this is a great moment of repentance. This is a great moment of reconciliation with the Spirit. How do you wrestle with this reality? Lord, I'm holding out this stewardship you have given me. Would you send the wonder of your fire upon it? Would you, would you bring it into a holiness and blamelessness that is from you as you burn the dross away? And there's some of you that could steward your relationships in such a manner that this would be beautiful. 
if we believed in this room, that there is no greater privilege than to be a part of the church. Some of us would steward our ministry and mission differently if we held it out before the Lord and said, oh God, that your fire would follow this. Can you imagine? You're like praying over Tillgate with your small group right now. And the Holy God said, I am about the gospel. I am about the movement of the gospel. I'm about your neighbor. I love your neighbor. I chose them too before the foundation of the world. I want you to hold this out before me. There's like an emergency right now. It is emergent that you hold this out for me. The living God is sending it. This isn't from the present. It's just God himself. Like, I want you to hold this out. And this is an emergency. Pay attention. Like, hold this out before me. Steward this well. Because there's no greater honor on the planet than to be a part of the church and to be able to hold out with trembling hands the mystery of the gospel. And so in case um, I've gotten too carried away with my words... Ephesians 2 says, so then, listen, listen, this ramps up from there's a fire falling on the temple. This, this ramps way up. You're no longer foreigners and strangers. You are fellow citizens with the saints and you are members of God's household. It is built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone in him, the whole building is put together and you are a living stone as a part of this kingdom work and it is growing into a holy temple for the Lord. So it's no longer I get this work in my hand. Here's what the Lord is saying. I have called you to be a part of the most beautiful thing, the most beautiful movement on the planet. It is my church And I am inviting you in. And lest you think that is small or lest you think you're going to build something to have my firefall on it, you are the stones that make the church. Whoa, it's exciting. I'm praying as we walk through this adventure that we will be a people that recognize, God, this is where heaven and earth intersect and we're inviting folks to come in and take a glimpse at what it looks like to be with a room full of people who believe that the greatest privilege on the planet is to be a part of the church of Jesus Christ and we are holy about this we are w-h-o-l-e-l-y about this and we are h-o-l-y about this we are holy about this Don't waste your energy putting together stones that have no substance. Man, it would be a beautiful and repentant day to lay down some stones as you begin to recognize that there is no greater privilege on this earth than to build the kingdom of Christ through His church. I wrote these thoughts. If this is true, we should build altars. Let's forge worship. Let's make space for Jesus. Let's celebrate repentance. There's joy. There's worship as we stand holy and blameless and as we are chosen for this. I've alluded to this, so I'll just quote Jesus. You're chosen to be a part of this glorious movement called the church. Jesus would say this to you, I knew you before I made you. 
He said it to Jeremiah. He said it in the book of Ephesians. He has said this over and over. I have chosen and set you apart for such a time as this. And I would just say, if you are a note taker, this is a great moment for the simplicity and power of the gospel and what it means to be a part of the church. If you're wondering what you're chosen for, he answers it later in Ephesians. I've got plans for you. You were created for this. The grace that was given me in Ephesians 3, 8 through 10, feel free, feel free. To, to memorize as much of this book of Ephesians that you can tackle. Feel free to memorize this. The grace given to you in chapter 3, verses 8 to 10. The least of all saints. That's, that's me. I don't know if you landed that category. The grace given you. The least of all saints. Here's what you're about. You will proclaim among the Gentiles the incalculable riches of Christ. That's the entirety of our role. We're, we're just walking about as an inexpressibly joyous gloriously holy, wonderfully knitted together body of believers. And our one role is this. We will declare Jesus. We will declare him in our closest proximity under our roofs. We will step out into our streets and speak Jesus. We will declare him to this city and we will declare him to the nations and we will declare them, if you go with Acts 1-8, to the people that we currently are bitter toward. But God will turn our hearts. We will declare this in Samaria. We will declare this among the Gentiles. And, and it's going to also make a declaration that is completely unfathomable. And we will shed light for all about the ministration of the mystery hidden for ages. We will shed this light for God created in all things. It is so that God's multifaceted wisdom could be known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in heaven. Oh my gracious. I mean, we, get, we have this privilege of walking this earth and sharing as a chosen people among those who don't yet know inexpressible joy and glorious wonder. And oh, by the way, we will part the heavenly corridor. We will part the covering and heaven will look into this church and prayerfully and graciously as a chosen, holy and blameless people, they will peek in in wonder and with awe and see a more grand and glorious picture of the living Christ. There is no greater thing, no greater movement to be a part of on this earth or in the heavens than the church. May our God draw us to an infinite view of what it means to be a part, a member of the body of Christ for the sake of his glory and the renown of his kingdom. Yes, Lord, and amen. Father, I pray that your scripture will find fertile soil in this room. Father, I pray that your word will do miraculous work in this room. God, I pray that we will hold out holy hands, hearts, and hope. And God, I pray that you will draw us to a blameless passion for you. Jesus, I pray that you will sink deep in our soul, that there is no greater privilege on this planet 
or for eternity than to be a part of the church that you are forging. Oh, Jesus, we love you. We love you. You have chosen us for this moment. God, my heart just was penetrated with that truth, so I'm going to say it again. Father, you have chosen us in this room for such a moment as this. I pray that the Holy Spirit will allow the weight of that truth to make its way through this room. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder take into account what you have called us into, my soul sings. Church, we're going to worship now and sing now, pray now, repent now, rejoice now, serve now, worship now. We're going to meet Jesus, experience him. Some of our pastors will be here at the front. If you would like to pray with someone. Oh, that we would have a view of God and his church. That would just lift today. Would you stand with me and sing of how great our God is.